day will come. And and that day has come. Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Tiro, your host as always. And tonight we have some special guests joining us. Eric and Julia Leewald, writers on the X-Men mm. animated series, the yeah. OG. <laughs> and uh, joined by, uh, as always, the beanied one, Gerard Barrera. Thank you, all nerds and lovers of all things uh, nerdy. I have to say I'm a little little on edge because, man, childhood me yes, is jumping seriously. for joy. <laughs> because th- yes. literally, yeah, like just as, just as sincere as I could be from when, when we met at Comic-Con, thank you for my childhood. And yes. it was just so, so, so thank you all. That's right. We got some great guests today because you know what? Yeah. They're the best at what they do. Uh, <laughs> and I can attest that he literally jumped like a little boy as soon as we knew you were in the same room we were in San Diego Comic-Con. Yep. And uh, literally just hopping <laughs> like a little boy. And that, folks, so, is... Thank you, nerds, the, for joining. <laughs> that's the babyface one, Theo Wolski. What is up, everybody? And... uh the maitre d' services, the man with the couch, the lion's mane, Jason Baletio. How's it going, guys? How's it going tonight? <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah! Like just like Jerry, yeah, this, this is, is just like childhood, yeah, <laughs> just playing through, and it's just so ecstatic. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Thank you, Julia, for yes. joining us Thank tonight. Thank you so much for joining. Welcome to the couch. Yeah, Jason, how, how did you get get it to levitate like that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's one of those he things. He has like, his nightcrawler tail behind him, and he's just holding it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just my power. It's literally, see, like, I like that. He's got to lift it up a little bit. No, little I always think there, there. My, my mutant power currently is I can't eat cilantro because it tastes like soap, and that is an authentic mutation. But I figure if I had oh. an mutation, it would be something like the Morlocks. Like I would turn into, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, an Ottoman as opposed to. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're also levitating. great, great episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, mon cherie. Mine oh. would, I've always wanted Gambit's powers. That's oh. just, oh, oh, Gambit. You know what? I've always wanted a cross between uh, Wolverine's healing factor, but uh, Nightcrawler's um, uh, uh, vanishing. Yeah. Teleportation. Yeah. Yeah. Teleportation. Yeah. Just... Teleportation. Yes. Teleportation. Yes. That's, that's one go, of the big things. Let's not make it line of sight. Mm-hmm. Let's just be able to go anywhere. Nightcrawler. Anywhere. Yeah. Would, actually, I think in certain comic book runs, he's able to do that, in which he's also able to control uh, the time in which he in which he teleports because it's technically another dimension. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. So. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. So let's. <laughs> Sorry, I got, I got yeah, a yeah, comic book nerd. I, it's so, okay, man. It's okay. It's, you know, it's like, it's all right. out there. We all got but, those uh, little special powers that we want, you know? Like, yeah, I definitely. Yeah. Honestly, I definitely would like super speed or super strength. And it's just like, yeah, that's it. Simple, easy, basic. <laughs> Don't be greedy. Oh. Uh, yeah. Don't be greedy. But I, yeah. I kind of understand. One or the other is uh, fine. I, I kind of understand why like the, the top popular ones are like to fly. Because, mm-hmm. man, it would be so cool to fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, it'd, beat, it'd beat that 405. You don't have to go on 405 with yeah. <laughs> a 101. <laughs> or the 110. But, Theo, what about you? Uh, I think if I were to stick to X-Men powers, I'd actually go with storms and stick with storms. Ooh. Cause I feel that like you can get one. pretty creative with, with, with what you do with it. You can't, well, you just, and, you would just make sure you'd have a clue. 
he would just make sure you'd have a clear day to shoot on. So <laughs> no, I would manipulate the wind around my arrow. So I always hit the center. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. So with that, let's, you know, Eric and Julie, how are you guys doing? You guys are, oh, <laughs> as we kind of nerd out now, how, yeah. how are you guys doing how have you guys been since you know you guys met you know jerry and theo at comic-con yeah it's it's been it's been a pretty fun year i mean we found out less than a year ago that we'd be able to do a little something with x-men 97 which we which can't talk about much of course. which of course <laughs> anybody who joins us in chat yeah, yeah. that but, is off limits we have but, not broken broken yeah. an nda yet and we don't plan on it very yeah, excited. Yeah, but just just the idea. I mean, think about it. We we got this gig in February 1992, <laughs> and it was our day job, and we were frantic. We so crazy. You know, frantically doing this thing, and just like in any of the other series we worked on, uh, as soon as it was, as it was done, you know, we were on to the next one, and just okay, that was that was a great experience. But made a lot of good friends. Did some but, solid work. But you don't you don't think about it. Then suddenly you, you wake up, and it's 30 years later. And people are still jazzed about it and mm-hmm. still asking us questions. Oh, yeah. About it. And it's, it's hard to remember. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing that compares with that. I mean, we've each worked on almost 50 shows. And that's the one everybody wants. I mean, there are a couple others that, that are a little bit popular, but that's one everybody says, well, you don't understand, you know, that show got to me. And mm-hmm. we've had the same, and we're, we're, we're fans too. I mean, we, we remember where we were with the first time, you know, we saw a Star Trek episode or whatever, you know, that all that is just, mm-hmm. it's real, it's real to us and mm-hmm. to have been part of something that got millions of other people to have that feeling is just really cool. Yeah. And I think that's, hard to go I, back and I'm realize, sorry. oh, I'm sorry, but, but. 1992 to when it wrapped, uh, mm-hmm. there was no social media. Uh, the computer no. age did not exist. We were working out of a home office. And just to clarify, I, I was a writer on X-Men, the animated series. I got to do Days of Future Past Part 1. Got to do uh, whatever it takes with Storm and got to pitch a lot of stories. Some went forward. Eric was what his credit is, developed for television by and story mm-hmm. editor, showrunner for the series. Yep. Every, everything yep. ran through his computer. Every word ran. <laughs> so just making well, just making sure. Just to clarify, I, I'm yeah. not the showrunner. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> oh no. So, oh well, it, I was I was going <laughs> to say uh, it also shows uh, as that you guys are clearly fans and that you really, you know, that research the material um, because the the you tell them what <laughs> the, the, really research the material. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, even even being fans, but but I mean, you guys did an amazing job because you know, from from comic mm-hmm. to to other medium to to the TV show, it was it, it's so close to the yeah. comics. And, and, and I, you probably know we didn't know we didn't know the comics when we got the job, but we read really? them real we read them real fast. Real fast. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> really. Honestly, that God, quick studies. That's, that's so cool. Must Honestly, have like eidetic memories. You just read it once. And you just well, know you it guys all. are amazing. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, it's just, but, you had been hired, but people around people around us, the artists had a, had them memorized. Larry Houston, mm-hmm. Romeo, wow. oh, that's so Art cool. Side, and, and chapter so, and verse. And we had a couple people at Marvel that if there's a question, you know, like oh, would Wolverine do this? You know, we call them up or fax them, which was the the hot yeah uh, faxing back in the day. It's still used as reference material, even yes. for like comic knowledge or even just canon knowledge. 
like it's still it's, referenced today. I mean, and that's the other thing I kind of wanted to mention that the when you guys started, you know, that that's when we were like all introduced to it. And now the fact that we're getting, you know, the show back, you, you know, just hits so hard with us. I, and it's just, yeah, it's just so exciting. And the fact that we, when we grew up watching it, mm-hmm. we get to appreciate seeing the little ones, you know, yeah. you know, some of us have kids uh, to, to grow up and, and like <laughs> show them. I, I have a nieces and nephews that I'm definitely yep. going to, like, you have to watch at least one episode with me, maybe three. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> or four or five seasons, or binge the entire thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. um, it's so wonderful. Yeah, it's pretty astonishing. Just to go back a little bit, when Eric got tapped to become the showrunner, mm-hmm. it the way way back machine X Men comics. It was the biggest comic at the time in nineteen ninety three, but the market for comic books, as as vast as it was within its universe, was a real small portion of the overall pop culture scene mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah at that time yeah, like a, a couple percent versus for tv for a tv show beating half the country mm-hmm. yeah, music oh yeah yeah it, 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 oh, yeah. it was an it was the niche like characters like you you had a, cam- mm-hmm. a superman show or a batman show but with marvel you know it was tough because you didn't see a lot of that and mm-hmm. i think that's mm-hmm. also why we we clung to it because it was not only done so well but it well yeah, let's be we honest had. that opening sequence to oh, every episode oh, that just sets oh. the tone i mean <laughs> oh man that and, that is the one intro like i will never ever and then press you start the off button. with a never and then you start off with a bang with night of sentinels yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, i mean man. just like i would like to give rem- extra credit here i'm interrupting you guys but just no a, a name the most important name in this whole thing is well, going to be a woman named yeah okay margaret lesh and margaret lesh had been working at Marvel Productions, which had been producing uh, the Muppet Babies animated show, had been producing other things, but she Transformers, yeah. but but she, she couldn't trying, sell she, she couldn't. couldn't sell a Marvel property. No, nobody in Hollywood, wow. in late eighties, no way, nobody mm. in Hollywood in the late eighties no. thought all oh, those Marvel comic book characters. That's just a bunch of little you know pimply guys in their basements. This is we need a much bigger audience than this. That will never work. It'll never work. So mm. she and Stanley pitched. X-Men for seven years. Oh, and nobody man. would put it on for any reason. She even did Pride of the X-Men, took 300 grand and, and produced <laughs> a half hour show to show them how cool it wow. could be. And it wow. Didn't, and it didn't no sell. way. And so it's, it's all because this all happened because of her. She saw it. So she was at Marvel Productions and then she got tapped to be the new president of the new network, Fox Kids. In 1990. And mm-hmm. so she said the first thing, it's going to take a little while to get it set up, but the first two shows I'm going to do are X-Men and Batman. Boom. Wow. Awesome. And, and then oh, Spider-Man. So cool. and, you know, the, the point was no one was knows her who doing. are. You, it was her doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, the 90s and, and that Spider-Man was a weird too? Thing. Yeah, when we got, when we got mm-hmm. the gig in February, she, she just took us aside. Look, almost none of your audience is going to know who the X-Men are which is a really weird mind trip to take back to. So be sure to be really clear in your mm-hmm. storytelling to make it, and you could have a lot of younger people try to keep track of all this weird world. Just don't assume that anybody knows what a mutant is or who these people are. Be just take your time and be clear and set the characters up. So she was and, really smart about that. And then that's what led to Larry Houston and Wilminio coming up with the iconic 
Iconic. Doing, doing, doing the opening. She, in fact, wow. there were two passes at the no, opening. No, 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 no. Uh, there was an earlier <laughs> yep. one. There was an earlier one that, that the guy sent in, and she said, you know, this is pretty exciting, but I don't see the characters enough. So they mm -hmm. put more character in on the second pass, and it, and it worked. And those guys, uh, Larry and Will, they spent maybe two or three days. Days. Creating. Wow. That's oh, it. Android doing this the, this the storyboard for this opening. And just here, here's a minute worth of perfect introduction to the show. Oh, yeah. 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 I've, got a, I've got an Easter egg here, an Easter egg here that I love sharing. And since we're here, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Guys, Always. In the opening. In the love in Easter eggs. Right? So you can see this, right? Oh, yeah. my yes. goodness. There we go. All right. Oh, Yo, that's so cool. Okay, look at, look at Beast and you see Gambit, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You look at cards your whole life, right? Okay. Uh oh. This is, this is the act, what you just saw. This is the storyboard for it. Take a look. Are you noticing anything about the the Ace weird of spades? The Ace of Spades. The pip is upside down. Uh huh. <laughs> day one. <laughs> day one. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's cool. And every, I love that. We yeah. didn't know until we started doing the book. And, it was and, up, it's thirty and, years. Thirty and we years. We called up Larry and drew it. <laughs> That's so great. And he said, "Oh, somebody must have screwed that up." And he oh, looked at it. He said, "No, you know, I just." I just did it wrong. Just, <laughs> I did it wrong. <laughs> Nobody ever noticed. All the way through us doing this book. 30 years later. That's yeah. amazing. Oh I, I've rewatched that I really opening like that scene. I, yeah. Yeah. And I've never, I never noticed. noticed it. That is so Freeze great. Freeze it and you can see the eighth oh. down. And it's not a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> I have Disney Plus and I'm going to go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Check Just that to find out. out. Not only do I have Disney Plus, but I also own them. So in case yeah. Wi-Fi goes out, they're always downloaded. <laughs> yeah. And we yep. are fans of. Uh, there has never been a box set Blu-ray of the entire series, and I just want to put it out in the ether. Oh, that love would to be involved. So, oh, yeah, that'd be that nice. Yeah, I'd buy that. I'd buy that too. Hey, uh, Disney, let's get on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please. Maybe an anniversary so, set along with the first hmm. season of '97. There you go. Oh. That, you're welcome, Disney. Yeah. Marketing. <laughs> there. <laughs> so real quick, give some people some backstory that may not be familiar, right, with some of your other work and just okay. know it as just X-Men, right? So not only was there X-Men, the animated series, you were involved with Gargoyles. Mm, Gargoyles. Another yeah. show from my childhood. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, as we were talking, Exosquad, which mm. I, I had the toys, I had the Jump Trooper, I like everything that was i love that show you were involved with darkwing duck another <laughs> one of my childhood Let's um get dangerous gummy bears yeah no i didn't oh sweet I, remember I did one you did one gummy yeah okay. but but yeah we were, were still but it, these are just you know just shows that are part of our childhoods you know <laughs> yeah. the whole generation right and you got chippendale rescue rangers she did she did the most of all, anybody she did 14 yep. episodes <laughs> Next, next most anybody that was nine. I only uh, that's four. awesome. I only did four. That shows how few, mm -hmm. how, how fast she was. Uh, <laughs> yep. Man, I loved wrestling. You had too. the animated Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Such a great job on that, too. The, the live action Hercules, uh, the young Hercules. Young Hercules. With, with a very yep. young Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you tip it up? And then. Tip the camera up for a quick second here. Yeah. There he is. Oh my yeah. Goss, you worked with the young Goss. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, there's Exo Squad at the top there. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, Exo yeah. Squad just so now we just so have to awesome. get our heads up. <laughs> <laughs> then Julie, you also did the little uh mini series, so to speak, Red Planet. Red oh, Planet. Starred Mark Hamill. Oh, ah, did you see that on Twitter when I was? Yeah, I also saw you with the, the whole happy birthday. In it. Yeah, I but, had to oh brag. I had to brag. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The Environmental Media Award winning Red Planet miniseries. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I guess we already kind of covered part of the first question I was going to ask you guys. What was the f- inspiration behind bringing the X-Men to the small screen? So we already took oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it. Was, it, was, it was all, Mar- it was all well, Margaret. All Margaret and, she, and she picked she picked the artist. She picked me to be in charge of the writers. So she picked the entire creative staff and picked oh, the people awesome. that produced the, the, the production company that, that built it for her. And so it was all, it was all, and she kept after it for the, mm-hmm. up until the last season. That was the last season looks a little cheaper mm-hmm. when she'd been kind of eased out by then. Yeah. And she protected us the whole first, the whole time, the whole first 66 episodes. She was there to make sure it's, nothing was done on the cheap. Not, you know, if something wasn't was right, as it could be. <laughs> something wasn't right. Yeah. Got set back and redone until it was right. You know, she shepherded us, you know, through the series and made it all happen. So that's oh, so yeah. awesome. That's Margaret, awesome. if you're listening, we thank you. Thank and you, you deserve yes. Yes. more credit than ever. Mm-hmm. And yes. you brought it up, uh, uh, Beetlejuice. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I want to point, Eric, you came in, went, Beetlejuice moved from ABC to Fox Kids. for yeah. mm, yep. That's when you got tapped to right. be the showrunner, story yeah. editor for Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how I got the X-Men job. That's because I, the X-Men job. I, did, I did Beetlejuice for a year for Margaret and for her right-hand hatchet man, Hatchet-Man. Sydney. Oh, that's so cool. Dearly. Okay. See that man from Wisconsin yeah. who, who, who he had his, this, this guy was the hands-on note-giving executive. Usually you hate those people. Mm-hmm. But he's the hands-on note-giving executive, all at the same time for X-Men, Batman, The Tick, Spider-Man, yeah. you know, anything Fantastic Four, anything intense, <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, anything intense like that. On that was all filtered through his like nine-year-old boy soul, mm-hmm. and awesome. you know, he, he set the tone. If he'd been an idiot, we never could have written the stuff we wrote. We never mm. could have produced the stuff we wrote. Mm-hmm. You know, Margaret was was the president but he was the field general mm-hmm. he was out mm-hmm. there making sure all the shows were keeping the tone right and mm-hmm. weird and intense as they could be and we have him to thank for that and also a thing that happened because the way the world was back then um interestingly marvel at that time did not have final say in the scripts or the episode cut yeah oh they were they were, they were a couple of years really from, uh, <laughs> bankruptcy and they were just so happy that a TV company would, <laughs> would produce one of their properties that the deal they signed, it was Fox's show. It wasn't Marvel's oh, show. Oh, that's right. Times, so that was the but Fox. But I'd get a note. So, I'd get notes from Marvel, and they say, well, we mm-hmm. don't really like the story. And I'd say, well, you know, we kind of do. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was so it's almost like Sony owning. Yeah. So it's like Sony owning Spider-Man. Exactly, and for the same yeah. reason, they had to sell yeah. Spider-Man off to Sony because they were running out of money. And right, it, was, right. it was weird to think about. It's this company that, and it wasn't like they were, uh, they weren't successful in comics. They just, they just yeah. kind of, on a business side, they kind of got a little out of control. They bought mm-hmm. a couple of larger companies, and it, it didn't work out. 
and they had to go bankrupt before they could, you know, go forward. Yeah. yeah. But so that also credit to Margaret Lesh and credit to Sydney Iwaner, who who Margaret was really invested in the books. She was a big fan of the books, and mm-hmm. so yeah. in, in oh, choosing to go forward with the vision. Um, between her and Sydney, and also more credit to the broadcast standards. To our censor. To our censor. Practice. Yeah. Woman named Avery Coburn. Yeah, who actually also liked the books. Right. And if she hadn't gotten mm-hmm. the books, if yes. she hadn't understood, oh. then Night of the Sentinels would not have happened. Yeah. No <laughs> way. That's, we wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been so weird. Yeah. We, we, you know, we never would have had a, a, a Nightcrawler show about faith. faith. None of that stuff would have mm-hmm. happened. If oh, Avery yeah, had said, you know, too. we don't do this in kids' TV. And a lot of people. We worked on a lot of shows. We worked on other shows. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff we can't do on kids' TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where uh, they just really let us push the ass. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. That was the, the <laughs> once again, that was that's what was so great about the episodes and the and the, the show was, you know, they had such a tone. And they yeah. really like mm-hmm. you really ended ended an episode with Oh wow! You know, like thinking about something or mm-hmm. or being taught something new. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's amazing. Especially, I think when you look at the parallels nowadays too, is like you had some episodes that talked about like the discrimination and stuff that you know with the Mutant Registration Act and and Beast mm-hmm. kind of being that whole. No, let's let's teach you about this. Let's kind of mm-hmm. bring it all in. It, that's you look at how many of those lessons that all of us learned and how many could still be applied today. You know, um, we teach you nothing people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> also that, that, um, that, that, you know, attests to, to X-Men, you know, that, that tone mm-hmm. has not changed for, for years, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that is the tone that you guys have set and, and shown. And uh, that's why it's lasted so long. It's, mm-hmm. it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. So with all these episodes we've been kind of talking about, right. Is, for each of you, did you guys have a favorite episode that you created? Yeah, yeah, there, there's lots There's lots to think about. People ask us that a lot. And for me, having worked in all 76 of them, you know, there, there are things I liked about just about all of them. Or there's some that were more, much more of a challenge or some that, you know, kind of a creative writing challenge than others were, some were easier. But when... Every every like every season we'd say, okay, you need to do 13 more or 18 more, whatever it is that the order was. Yeah, there you go. And then the hardest part of our job, at least from what my perspective was, coming up with what the stories would be. Because once we decided on what would seem to be a good story that the X-Men could really flesh out nicely, we had lots of talented writers that we knew had the craft to make the story sharp. Mm-hmm. But deciding what the story was, what the challenge was, what the problem was for the, you know, which character was going to be focused on that week. Those were the hardest parts. And the, for me, the one that was the most, and so every, every year I'd be like, this is going to be so hard coming up with these 13 episodes. And as, they're not all pulled straight from As, comic as soon as you, you come up with one that you like right. and that Marvel likes and that Fox likes, you said, great, that's one more I've, I've, I've gotten for this year. I fulfilled my responsibility. I'm so relieved. <laughs> well, it hit me, one man's worth, the one where, you know, what would happen if Charles Xavier, it's a two-parter, uh, about 50 episodes in, what would happen if Charles Xavier had never existed? Mm. It's the one where where you, you go into the future and there's Wolverine and Storm and they're married. And they're a happy couple. But yeah, that's right. <laughs> but what bad guys have sent time travelers back to where Xavier is 20 years old 
and they kill him, and that ruins the future. Well, I mean, it's a complete ripoff from from uh, uh, it's a wonderful. It's life. a wonderful life and City on the Ever Edge of Forever, Star the Star Trek, Trek episode mm-hmm. where they show the time mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and how one person could make a difference to the entire world if one person mm-hmm. weren't there. Both of those movies, that was the that was the message. Both of those stories, and so it just hit me one night in the house. Of, Man, that would be cool. Why do we care about the X-Men? Well, what would the world be like if they'd never existed? And boom. So that, for whatever reason, that took like 10 months of going back and forth to get the story right. Because time travel is always a headache. (laughs) And also, Marvel loved the story. And once we got it straight, uh, Bob Harris, who was our advisor, went to Marvel and said, look, they're coming up with this really cool thing about how what it would be like if Xavier never existed. Let's do something like that. And that's what they built Age of Apocalypse out of. Mm, okay. So Sweet. it's such a cool, wow. core story. Oh, and it took me, you know, three or four <laughs> years for that to come to me that this would be a cool story mm-hmm. for our for our two-parter. But so our 44, the kernel of the idea of our 44-minute story then became this, you know, 4400 minute. Uh, you know, massive thousand-page, yes. th- amazing thing. That was such a good too. Shepherded, yeah. into, built into the comics. And the time, the way the time worked out—not time travel, but the way the time worked out—they <laughs> uh, all came out about the same time, and we were able to oh. use some of their designs that they were doing for the comic books actually in the storyboards for oh, the episode. Wow. Oh, cool! Kind of that's crazy! Wow! Oh, that's so cool! That's so yeah. awesome! <laughs> so that was that was my that was my favorite. That was the best. That felt the best of any of the stories that that mm-hmm. we came up with. Oh, very cool, Julia. What, what was, was yours? Yeah. Well, if you're asking, you know, specifically ones that uh, I, I came up with the story that then yeah. became the script for Beauty and the Beast, which is the one where uh. helps a blind girl Carly regain her vision and realize and he's falling for her, and then discovers she's falling for him, and so Stephanie Matheson. Uh, got to write that script and did just a fantastic job on that. But I, I have a special, I'm, I love Spock. I love the person who's like the, <laughs> the wounded romantic off in the corner that, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, the damaged poet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll never find love. He'll never find love. <laughs> but the fact that we can have that story, you know, in a, that this in a is, kid's show. In a again, kid's show. again, thank you mm-hmm. our, our executives who say, yeah, that's cool. You know, and, you know, beasts in love with a, this, this 20 year old young woman. And it's, and she's in too, love with him. And, oh. and she's in love with him. And that's not too weird. They got it. Yeah. They, they let us yeah. tell that story, which I'm very proud of how that turned out. Such a lovable so, character. I love, yeah, Beast is great too. So before you guys, because we talked about this earlier, you guys, you know, going to have a hand in X-Men 97. Before all of that came to fruition, what was your guys' inner feelings when they said, hey, we're making a sequel to the animated <laughs> series? All right. 2017. Going in the Wayback Machine. 2017 is coming up. And we're... Which is 25th anniversary. 25th anniversary. Of the the show premiering. And also, you know, a lot of stuff, because Batman was having an anniversary around the same time. And it's like, golly, you know, no one's one's celebrating the X-Men, you know, because the rights were all fractured. Mm -hmm. You know, X-Men, the animated series. It's like, well, golly. So I started poking him 
because uh, we had space above our garage. We'd kept all the storyboards. We kept all the scripts. Like, if you don't do something with this, it may just get lost to the winds of time. So yeah. he did an interview thing. This to me is the definitive oral history called Previously on X-Men. <laughs> awesome. Available on their website, which we'll have on ours. Right. Anyway. Oh, yes. <laughs> he interviewed uh, every, uh, the voice talent, the folks behind the scenes. Uh, the artists, the writers. So this, this, so. We did this without Marvel's blessing because they weren't interested at the time because they didn't mm. own all the rights. Fox, again, during from the bankruptcy, Fox owned some of the rights. You know, Disney, it was all split up and nobody wanted to even invest in a little cheap look, in, in, a, in a book, <laughs> yeah. much less a movie. Or so so this came out in 2017 we, and it was a labor of love and very proud of that. But it but it's 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 a really dense history. There's no beautiful artwork in it. We couldn't because, get the rights to anything. Because oh, we got the rights mm, to it. Oh, that's so it. so it's got all this cool behind the scenes stuff, but it's for true believers. It's for people that just want to know. Mm-hmm. You know what Wolverine was feeling like when you know he and Sabretooth were fighting in, in, the, in the recording booth. And then Eric gets an email from the fellow in charge of global licensing for Marvel. Yeah, saying you know, and thinking, oh, sh- we damn. assumed <laughs> <laughs> actors were doing, doing stuff in this book that weren't supposed to. He said, no, no, no. Everybody in the, in the offices has read, has, loves the book. And now, now Disney owns awesome. the rights. This was a couple, couple, three years ago. They just found out the Fox right. They're going to get the rights from Fox. Yeah. So that they're coming back together. So now they're coming back together. Let's do an art book. And so, oh, that, okay. So they oh, asked sweet. us to do that. They invited that, us to, and that's how that came about. That we were able to do that yep. thing. So, so to answer, to answer your original question, the sucker is just full of art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. To your original question about thinking about uh, a, oh, I can't a see this, but uh, it's really good. Sorry. There you go. Coming back yeah. and, and, and doing a, a follow-up show. From the moment we started going to uh, cons in 2017 with the first book, because we had the book, we didn't. Uh, all, all the you know fans were asking, "Well, is it going to? Are they going to make a new show? Are you guys going to be involved?" I said, "Well, <laughs> it's not up to us. <laughs> if, I, if I had the rights or if I had 20 million dollars, maybe I could make that kind of decision. And we would have done it five years ago. <laughs> and we would have done it. We would have started it years ago. But we, you know, obviously, we'd love to see what someone would do with this, and it could be very exciting. So. People have been asking, people have been asking, people have been asking. And then we get the call like a, about a year ago saying, guys, we've committed to doing this and we love your original show. And it's not just going to be uh, a reboot. It's going to be a continuation. Uh, X-Men 97 is going to be, yeah. you're going to start off like shortly after ours ended. So mm-hmm. they kind of assume people know our 76 stories and they're going forward from that with the same characters. And the same, basically the same design and the same world. So this, these characters and, right here. And yep. so, yes. so yeah. that was that. Obviously, is very is very uh, exciting to us and very gratifying because oh, cool! They didn't come up. They're not going to some weird spinoff or other universe. Or, yeah, they're, they're taking they mm-hmm. they're they're yeah. taking our show as the basis point as canon and continuing. And so, mm-hmm. and we met the people, and they're all just crazed, you know, 30-something fans that were, you know, nine years, ten years yeah. old when <laughs> oh, yeah. the show came out. As I say, the target demographic. Yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was middle school, so. <laughs> yeah, well, we have four of them inside here right now because yeah. it's one of those things. Yeah. You, you get off, you get out of school and it's just ripe, ready to go. Oh, and absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. 
bowl of cereal and just there you go. wait it out. And you're just like, <laughs> oh man. Like, but but yep. that's also a testament to to mm-hmm. what you guys have done is that you know they didn't want to reboot it they wanted to continue from it and the fact that they acknowledged <clears throat> that it's been that relevant for this amount of years and mm-hmm. and it's still you know maybe and, un- a little underground but it's still that coveted and, and popular mm-hmm. and especially yeah. more as a testament is that in the age of Hollywood rebooting everything yeah. they're going no. Nah, this is we're building off of this. Yeah, we're continuing going. it. We're yes. not going to touch it. We're not going to, you know, do anything to it. And that's a testament just how how that show has stood the test of time. It, it's um, just, it just continues to be amazing. So you're asking, has it been over the last thirty year. years? Twenty seventeen, and up until then, it was just us. Kind of, I always felt we were like shouting into the wilderness. Hello, anyone remember the show? You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, then, and, and then discovering that there were tens of millions of people that did. So it wasn't like we were alone in this. It wasn't like we're having to make people remember something that they'd forgotten. Say, oh yeah, I, I've got, I still have the VHS tapes or uh, I'm, you know, I got a bootleg DVD set or whatever. <laughs> Every single fan we talked to. I still have the pizza mm-hmm. hot. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I think, oh, I think my, my grandma, that's impressive. My, my first, the, the two VHS tapes that they yeah. sold at pizza hut. Right. Uh, I think my grandma still has both of them for me. Right. So that's, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, that's four episodes. And, and so yeah. people saw those over and over and over. Yeah. And yeah. So cool. oh, oh yeah. And oh, man, oh, wow. the covers were, yeah. covers were sick yeah. too. And, and the mini, and, mini comics that came that out. Was, yeah, God, that I, Pizza Hut, that was just for us. I mean, we were going every I mean, day. I could, 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 <laughs> yeah. I can say this, like, and Jason and I both talk about how there's like that Marvel fatigue nowadays. Yeah. Just everything so much. That being said, when X-Men 97 drops, it will be, the oh, minute yeah. it drops, I'm on watching it because oh, yeah. it is. That's a dedicated pizza night to myself. Yeah. No, like I said, man, bowl of cereal, man. Bowl of yep. cereal. Bowl no cereal. interruptions. Yeah. <laughs> bowl of cereal. In the PJs, just ready to go. That's like, right. It's, yeah, I, I mean, just like Matt's saying, because like for me personally, like I do have yeah. a lot of Marvel fatigue, but after seeing like 97, like getting a revitalized, like the inner child is just like giddy and you're just like, yo, yeah. like you, you get to see the exact same thing and you're just like, oh man, I remember this when I was a kid and just, enjoy it again like yeah get that uplifting because like like when you guys have your stories each one is like there is like a message that you know there is something that's conveyed and you just miss out on that sometimes mm-hmm. on the stuff they're putting out now because it's just they're just trying to, to sell push, toys they're just yeah. trying to push <laughs> their agenda they're trying to push like what they want to push but the kid like the kid show is just like hey like there's a problem this is how they, it's it's solved, and it's solved within that short time frame. And you're just like, oh man, I feel good. And you're just like, had a you had a great time for that like half hour with the commercial. <laughs> and and even on those episodes where I would say to be continued, mm-hmm. then you could at least look forward to the oh, previously on X Men. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> those oh, are the man, ones that are just it. like, yeah, ah, you're just like, just oh, like you know what, yeah. which is I would say is probably the most I can famous of the of the runs of the two big parts. Uh-huh. Uh, definitely the Phoenix Saga. Sure, but yeah. of course, like the moment, like to be continued. Oh man! Oh, always left at a. I can yeah, still hear. Awesome. I can still hear previously on X Men in my head. Previously, yeah. that's just oh. yeah X Men. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, we, oh, yeah. 
that that was interestingly enough the the voice of Norm Spencer who was our Cyclops and that was just a, a toss off throwaway. I was Cyclops. Uh, Sweet. Cyclops. That was That's Cyclops. so cool. It's so weird. It's so weird wow. to get to know some of the the, the actors because yeah. they were all up in Toronto and mm-hmm. we were down in L.A. and we'd get audio cassettes snail mailed to us yep. that oh. was the high tech at the time yeah. <laughs> and then we'd listen to the notes and we'd, and we'd send the notes back to, to toronto but from what all the interview interviewing all the people and norm sadly just passed recently yeah. he, he does have an interview in, the, in our first book with maybe his last interview mm. book, yeah. but but in talking to all of them to the person they said of all the people at you know in the recording studio the guy that did cyclops's voice was the funniest guy in the room Oh, that's awesome. Really wow. That. That's so funny. The, the, the most yeah, serious the most guy in By the, the book, rigid <laughs> character. And if you go and watch, uh, have, uh, have yourself a Merry Little Exit, um, am I saying it right? More like a little Christmas episode. Yeah. It opens yep. with Cyclops in his sweater. And he's he, thrilled with Christmas, but he just cannot carry a tune in the, in the, as he's singing a Christmas song. But according to everyone there, he had the best singing voice. So if you want to it's even oh, funnier that's so to cool. him trying that's to be so bad. awesome. But he's like his polar opposite in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So that's how did cool. it feel to get that that ovation at Comic Con? Oh man, that was just uh, so at, at with it when at the X Men ninety seven event and yep. Uh, I mean, you guys, you may not know that. I mean, if 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 uh, Theo was there, but it just was that was really something special because he had. Bo, the, the incredibly nice showrunner of the new show. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it is his, it is his yeah. series is his. He didn't have to do that. You know, he just, and he didn't warn us. It's like, we just, we got into the room at the last minute, yep. us and Larry mm-hmm. Houston. And the fact that he led off with that, because, you know, you can, you, you, Matt, you can say, you know, there's this electricity in the room because mm-hmm. they're, they're going to show talk about 5X, five mm-hmm. Marvel animated shows that are coming up. And they had four of them building up to the X X Men, and well, the last one, the last oh, one, and obviously oh, that yeah. was well. That's what people are most excited about. And just when he gets introduced, the first thing he says is, "Guys, before we go forward, you know, clap for these people and, and have yep. a stand. with Larry Houston." Yeah, and we were like, "Yeah, absolutely unprepared for that." And it was, yeah, obviously it was special. Four thousand people there, <laughs> and all of them full of excitement for finding out about the new X Men show, and them oh, being that, you know nice to us like that it was just. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. cool. Oh yeah, it was a great moment with everybody yeah. standing up because Jerry and I were like five rows in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, jumping for excitement. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing. Yeah, that was well commended, and it was just a, a yeah, just a wonderful moment. Thank you, Bo. Yeah, and he did. Did we tell you he pulled something else later? Oh. We we had another uh, 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 panel offsite at the San Diego Library. Yeah, mm, okay. Just yeah. talking about just us two and and Larry and and the actresses Rogue Lenore Zan was able to come down yeah. and so it was a panel oh, about cool. just yeah. talking about X-Men having fun talking about the the old show <laughs> and Dan Wiesenmeyer and Dan Wiesenmeyer yeah one of the one of the key artists mm-hmm. um and when it was over well, the towards towards the end of the questions there's a question line you know fans and the last guy waiting in line with the microphone the last fan waiting in line was Bo the oh. showrunner of the new series. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. So awesome. He said, he says, guys, I got to ask you this because I just been authorized to ask you, Larry, would you 
uh, direct. direct the opening sequence of our show. And Larry, oh. it was a surprise to Larry. Yeah. Larry oh, didn't, Larry's wow. a singer. Of course I will. So that was, that was his way of letting the world know that the guy that did the opening of our show and is going to be a good director. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So that's a, that is. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That was, that was too good. Both seems have a great sense of showmanship. And mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. He loves the X-Men. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, I think he knows our show better than, than we do. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really showed too because he looked very excited when the when everything was getting announced, and yeah, it was just an amazing moment. And that, that really just that sealed the day. It was oh. it, it was just made everything just so exciting and just yeah, and I can't wait. So when you guys do when you guys were doing the convention stuff, like when you're talking about when the book you know um, originally came out and stuff is. How did it feel then knowing that they're, I mean, deep down, like, yeah, there's that sense of accomplishment, but emotionally, how did it make you guys feel when all these people were coming up and telling you how much of an impact you had on their lives? It's some pretty, pretty intense stuff. Man. We, a, yes. And, and we don't take it light. We don't take it casually. We don't take it lightly. Mm-hmm. It, 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 we are moved by it. There are some it, serious tears going on. Oh my some, God. Some of those, mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. And, and people, you know, when in, in the first book um, we asked, cause we'd been online a little bit and we had a website. In 2017, that's a few years ago. Yeah. We're figuring out yeah. Twitter and stuff. And, and so <laughs> that's some of the fans that have been writing us, you know, you have testimonials because people kept on writing and saying, you don't understand this changed my life. Uh, you know, this, yeah, you know, I was, wow. I was, you know, I was, I was, I was 11 and thinking about taking my life and decided not to because of your show, things like that. Oh, wow. Really intense stuff. And so I had 30 or 40 people send in their testimonials mm-hmm. and we, we printed seven of them in the book and I think printed the rest of them online. Yeah. Um, and that was just at the beginning of things. When that we were was, yeah. To find oh, wow. And, mm-hmm. and people will come up with stuff and say, yeah, I was. Uh, with my you know my grandmother as she was passing and we were watching an episode together because that was our you know, thing that, we that was our too. thing that we mm-hmm. did and, and just just yeah Damn. yeah it, it, and, it, and Eric and I we we can't we didn't know X Men when we came to the project but you know mm-hmm. we jumped right in and learned fast but we came I came out here and you came out here I was I grew up in I was born in Wisconsin raised in Texas uh, you Minnesota and Tennessee. And clawed my way out here to try and figure out how to get into the Hollywood universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that was being the lone geek nerd girl uh, in my community, watching <laughs> Star Trek on UHF after school every day after <laughs> high school. Going, these are my wow. people, but they're only in this little TV set, and I, you know, and they're all the way somewhere else. So I, Star Trek is that for me. And for, yeah, when we start, first started dating, it was like, oh, you think you know Star Trek? And again, this was back in the late. Early '90s, late '80s, when there was no internet and you couldn't just look stuff up. Yeah, you know, Google like, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you think you do? But so we bonded over that, but also brought that. I think each of us with us to something like a project like X Men. Yeah, and to go, I get that. I know what that and, means. Yeah, and the other guy, the two main guys that I mean, the lot twenty different people wrote for the show. Oh yes, but the two main guys that were 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 my. Uh, did the most writing for me and were my closest buddies, Mark and Michael Edens. Two brothers. Two brothers mm. that were buddies of mine from college. And we wrote together, had written together off and on for 10 years. Where was this, dear? 
What? Where you oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, University of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <college>. so, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not. It's not like we have a lot of connections here. It's not like our our uncles were were, were running MGM. <laughs> but you know, we came out here and we wrote for each other, and and uh, this it was they were intense and serious about their characters and about the shows that have meant things to them about their heroic star- storytelling. And that's what we were all, that was, we were all focused on the X-Men details would come to us, but we just were, we're, we're just excited about the fact that, that we were able to treat these characters like three-dimensional adults rather than just something kid, kiddie, you know, mm-hmm. something silly, something yeah. you know, toss off. You and Mark, who decided that, and we don't say this cat, heroic sacrifice in the term of Greek mythology, you know, what yeah. that means. Mm-hmm. And that the, the, we had to sacrifice somebody in the first episode. And that, that's why Morph was. That in. was, that was yeah. hard. Yeah. Like, that was watching tough. that first episode. And it's like, but it was needed. That was needed. It was needed. But at the same time, yeah. it was like, but that was, you didn't, yeah, that was tough. To that point, Morph. like you guys talked about, you didn't really do stuff like that in, it shows those type shows, and yeah. you hit you hit us oh, yeah. all over side, upside the head and be like, <laughs> "Well, this is what's going to be like." <laughs> um, but we understood. But we understood. But like as you everything progresses and you understand why it happened and why it mm-hmm. had to happen. Um, Another so, bit of behind the scenes magic here with Morph, if I can jump in here. So he was supposed to stay dead. He was supposed to stay dead. Really? Oh. He was supposed to stay dead. <laughs> Absolutely, because we worked so it, it really it took about two or three weeks talking with the censor to talk her into letting us crazy. Let, let, letting us do it in the first place. We mm. thought it was so important. We didn't Oof. want it to be pretend. We wanted it to be real. And then okay, the first season of 13 episodes is done. It's an immense hit. And uh we're about seven, eight episodes into the into the season. I mean, uh, into viewing. the viewing in January. Mm. It's delayed till January because production problems. And we were all let go because they thought it was going to flop. Yeah. So, jeez. Oh, oh, so, oh, so no. there are about seven episodes in, and Fox, in their wisdom, had to say, Oh, look, we've got a hit. We've got a number one hit on our hands. Let's do a focus group with nine year olds to find out what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Oh, and geez. the first thing they asked was, Who's your favorite character on X Men? And there's a, there's a, a landslide for more. Oh, it's because we made him really lovable and we made everybody That's care true. about him. So when he was killed, there'd be intense grieving. Okay, well, we did too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Sydney, the, the main Fox guy said, Look, I know it took you a month to, be, to get the permission to kill more, but the kids. But you gotta. Is there any <laughs> way we can find to bring him back? I know this is a big favor to ask. And he didn't demand it. <laughs> but I knew from the way he was talking that they talked about it above him and said, heck, heck with this. Kids like Morph, bring Morph back. Oh, so, yeah. So we said, okay, if we're going to bring him back, let's have him have gone through something and have like damaged Morph, PTSD Morph. And that's so it actually worked out some good stories. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he was intended when we finished. The, uh, verse 13 we walked away and as she said we're, we're let we're let go because we weren't on we weren't on weekly salaries and, okay you've done 13 goodbye mm-hmm. uh uh thinking he was dead and planning for him to be dead mm-hmm. as you guys were talking about exo squad we finished the scripts we started in february february ended in the end of july 
uh, writing all the scripts. The first 13, 13. and they're finishing up this art at the same, pretty much the same time for the storyboards. And so all of us writers and the artists were let go as they animated the episodes overseas and waited for the January premiere. Well, we didn't have any work to do, and we didn't know if it's going to be picked up for another season. Wow. I was having a wow. baby. And yes, she was having her second baby <laughs> and diapering the first one. So yeah. I had a call from a close buddy of ours, Jeff Siegel at Universal, who'd given Mark and Michael and me our first jobs uh, back when he was at Hanna-Barbera. He said, we've got this cool idea for a series that's really not completely developed. The world's developed, but the characters aren't called mm-hmm. Exo Squad. You guys want to do it? So, hell yeah. So, we're waiting to hear if X-Men's going to be successful, if it's going to work or not. And we do the first 13 episodes for Exo Squad. And just as we're finishing, X-Men's premiering, and it's it's a big hit. Okay, who's going to go back? Who's going to go back? Because we, we told Jeff we might have to go back. So, I went back to X-Men, and one of the artists went back. But Will Minio, our supervising artist from X-Men and Mark and mm-hmm. Michael stayed mm-hmm. and did mm-hmm. the first 52 episodes, did the 52 nice. episodes of Extra Squad while we were then doing uh, season two of X-Men. So they were ha- happening. Wow. At, at, oh, wow. We lost half of our creative crew <laughs> yeah. of Extra okay. Squad, but, I, but it, it was great. While we were waiting for X-Men to be picked up, Mark and Michael and I got to develop, create, and mm-hmm. do the first 13 episodes. And one of the sad things is, is Mark, had la- who's great laying out stories, had laid out 65 episodes for Exo Squad. And for whatever wow. reason, Universal just thought at 52, eh, we're not going to stop paying for this. You know, the numbers aren't there, whatever. Oh, wow. And Damn. so Mark has can't... the last... Mark has the last 13 stories laid out. In his filing cabinet. Oh, it's crazy. But they're never, probably never going to get made. I mean, I will say, when, you, when we all look back at that era, though, like, that was a, that was a battle royale, though, back then with all the different yeah. shows. And it was a know? miracle and, for, for <laughs> like, a, 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 even just a great cartoon to go multiple seasons. It, oh, it, like, we were very yeah. lucky if, if it went multiple yeah. seasons, uh, during, especially during that time, yes. So outside of being involved with X-Men 97, is there, is there a project outside of that that may not be out there, just want to put it out in the universe, but that you would love to work on? Like that you would job. love to bring, like your dream job to bring to the smaller big screen, what would that be? <laughs> That's an excellent <laughs> question. Because again, I really felt like kind of got blindsided in the best way possible with the news about X-Men 97. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, suddenly, you know, brrr, getting the brain working in that way again. Um, it's, it's, it's funny. There's, you, you get out here in Hollywood and it's, it's kind of such a weird random thing about what gets made and what doesn't. Oh, and there true. are, that's you true. know, a hundred people and a thousand projects for the pitching for every one that mm-hmm. gets picked up. And so after you're here a while, at least I, for me, it got to where I stopped thinking that, that uh, I stopped being excited about, oh, I'll, why don't I get this story, see if I can get this story made or that story made. We've, we've all written stuff that looked like it was going to get made, mm-hmm. maybe got optioned, people mm-hmm. liked, and then it just kind of fizzles out because holding a TV show together <laughs> is, 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 a tough, mm-hmm. is a tough thing. So for every, say if we've worked on 50, we've almost worked on another 200 
and there may be 2,000 that we maybe somebody had an idea for that didn't quite get going. So uh, after all this time, there's not a lot that, I mean, there's, it, if, if, if somebody came to me from Netflix with money, I'm not, I'm not sure. No, you are. You have something. You'd come up with something. I would come up with something in a second. I go to my drawer and say, "You got these eleven scripts that I haven't produced. This is one of my favorites." Yep. <laughs> I, actually, I had a I had a script that I wrote about. Uh, uh, I grew up in Northfield, Minnesota, and oh, that's yeah. where Jesse James was stopped. So at all the cool um, Jesse James movies, the '30s, '40s, and up through the '70s, it end they end up with him going. He, he and his gang go to this little town and trying to rob a bank. Mm-hmm. And getting the, the the hell shot out of him, and when I was a kid, that they would do Jesse James days, and they do reenactments of. Oh, that's cool! The bank oh, is still cool. there. The, yeah. the eighteen eighty three bank is still there, and so they have guys on horses with guns and and oh, they play sweet. it like an they reenact it. They the battle. And so I wrote a what I thought was a fun movie about somebody that's living in Northfield and today. Yeah. Contemporary. contemporary. Oh, okay. And, and oh, there's some sort okay. of big crime planned during the reenactment. And, oh, there you oh, go. Cool. Yeah. Which, which uh, you know, I bet again, I, sh- you never know what people, I showed to my agent and said, yeah, this is pretty fun, but I just don't know. You know, and yeah. who would who would do this? So we'll put it out in the ether yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, don't know. I, I mean, Hulu, yeah. Netflix, they, they're I'd always looking yeah. for stuff. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll Jesse James yeah. and me. Jesse, there you go. Jesse, Jesse James James. and me. Okay. And I got okay. a holiday yeah. rom com. Yeah. Got, got, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Script. Yeah, that's that, right. That hopefully we'll hear back from soon. So. Put that out in the evening. Nice. nice. <laughs> we'll put it out there. Positive vibes. Yeah. Positive vibes. You see, you never know. Like a lot of things have just been picking up. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vibes. Positive vibes. So as we as we bring this night to a close, because I think, honestly, all of us could keep going on about oh, next time oh, yeah. all night long. Tons, like even not even that. Just like just stories. <laughs> like the just stories and everything. The back, the back story. Like back let's, just start a, yeah. let's just start a binge of the entire series and we'll comment commentary through <laughs> well if you start now with the show and you pace yourself like do it twice a week i think you'll be ready by next yep. year when 97 comes out i'm just thinking hey yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah get everyone ready Good content idea, idea. <laughs> but uh no so this is something we ask of all of our guests that have been on since we've started this thing is when you get together with, you know, with your family and stuff like that, is there a particular game that you guys love to play? Whether it's a board game, card game, where you guys have a video game uh, console, or whatever, but you guys game, have a favorite what's game night what's, game for the, for the game night game. Yeah. Yeah. Cards against humanity. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we just, we weep. We laugh so hard. Uh, and also a good round of Uno. I mean, all ages. There you go. Yeah. Classic. I like Classic. Nice. nice. Do you guys have your own house rules for Uno? <laughs> uh, we, we don't. Boy, uh, the, the adult sons can get real. Uh, well, that wasn't how you. That's real uh, persnickety. <laughs> or calling it and then saying, well, that's how it is. Uh, we, we got a poker game going for 15 yeah. years at, here at the house. I couldn't play because I was a girl. But, eh. but and, and in college, uh, the two guys I wrote with, on X-Men so much, Mark and Michael, the, our Exosquad guys, uh, we had a, they built an extra, an oversized risk board that had 80 countries instead of 39. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, that wasn't sounds enough. so that amazing. 
So that was all, that was all night was. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. To see, those are the fun game. Oh, that know. is that's so awesome. amazing. Yeah. That's cool, man. I've got one more story here. If it's not. Ooh, go oh, for it. Yes, yes, yes. Only because <laughs> yeah. it, it touches us uh, so deeply, but. We take it all. And again, we hadn't, yes. we didn't have a chance to meet any of the voice talent until Eric started, until started writing the book. book. Mm, okay. Oh, wow. And we found out. And all the voices, those are the voices I hear in my head. I'm not going to argue with you, mm-hmm. John. God bless him. But you know, the voices oh, on the mm, yeah. series, those are the voices mm-hmm. that I hear. Oh, yeah. We didn't find out until doing the book here, but the voice of Apocalypse, that insanely perfect voice for Apocalypse, yeah. is an actor named John Colicos, who a uh, theater actor up in Canada. He passed away before we... We, do the we find out who he was. Yeah. Who, who is he? Who is John Colicos? Huh? He was the first Klingon. In- <gasps> oh, no, no way. way. Oh. He was wow. I remember, and I remember the first time seeing that episode, wow. watching the reruns of the original show. <laughs> That's so cool. And so we, and here we are with all our Star Trek bond. Mind blown. No. All right. Wow. I can't watch that show the same way anymore now. Yeah. Because like, every wow. time I'm going to see that, I'm yeah. going to see Apocalypse. Yeah. He's, he's they, they captured Kirk and Spock and he's going to, yep. he's going to, uh, he's got a mind scanner that's going to turn <laughs> yep. uh, Spock's mind into a vegetable. So whatever. Oh, wow. oh my lord! Stresses him because he's such a gentleman. Wow, that's cool. Soldier. Yeah. That wow. That was. And then the he's first apocalypse. Playing on his apocalypse. That is cool. Crush against. Oh, oh man. Yeah, you're probably, yeah. That that was another iconic voice. Yeah. Yeah. I simply am. That guy. Yeah. That guy. Oh man. Oh, that's so cool. Had to share that little tidbit there. Yeah. So. Uh, really quick, quick. I, I wanted to add to to your testimonials. Quick testimonial. So, um, my stepdad. Sorry, sorry. If if it's okay, guys. Sure. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, quick. So, my my stepdad. Uh, I was already a comic book collector, and and I've already had like some key comics, but I didn't start my own collection. And my stepdad took me to our comic book store, and told me to buy get choose two comics. My first two comics were a Batman comic. And it was uh, an uncanny X-Men. And when I first read that comic, it's, it, it first opened me up to be more of an open person, even at that young age, being taught that from that medium. And then watching the cartoon that was so close to the, to the comic books that also had that same tone and the same messages. Um, cha- made me into the personality and the person that I strive to be mm. and just always strive to be as open and as, and accepting as possible. And that helped me into that path. So thank you guys. And that's my testimonial because like I said, it wasn't just my childhood, but it truly set me on, on a, a, yep. a more open path. So thank you very much. Thank you for sharing that. Sure, we Jared. so appreciate hearing that. It just yeah. it, uh, we're humbled to be a part of that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Oh. Thank you guys. Now I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an opportunity to kind of put the spotlight on yourselves because we will have the link on our website when we get the episode posted and stuff. But you know what? Where can uh, folks go to learn a little bit more about you guys and uh, possibly yes. buy those books you guys were showing off? Yes, please. <laughs> 
We, I'm on Twitter every day way too much just because I enjoy it. But <laughs> so we're, we are there as X-Men TAS, which we kind of crafted for X-Men, the animated series. So that's where we try and on, on Instagram, I'm figuring that out on Facebook. And then we have a webpage, xmentas.com. We're trying to get that a little more bells and whistly, but updated. But, yeah, updated. <laughs> but uh, on Twitter, uh, in our bio links, uh, you can tap through there and it will take you to uh, Amazon where you can purchase the books. Mm-hmm. We are nice. trying to work on a deal where we can, because we don't have it set up yet, but. Um, but, but yeah, if you, if, you, if you contact us through the, uh, we've got a Gmail. Uh, posting on our X-Men TAS website. Yeah. You, and we can, we, we can sell you a book and we can sign it. And yeah. Send it if, oh, you know, cool. awesome. if, yes. if you don't want to just buy the book through Amazon. Which you're welcome to do. Yeah. We can, we can, we, we've got, we, we buy them from the publisher. We've got boxes of them. Uh, we can, we can package up, sign package up and mail you a book. Obviously we've got to, you know, pay for the, sh- for the shipping, <laughs> which, which adds a little bit, but not, not that much. Books aren't that. But this is almost four pounds four, four, of entertainment. It's four pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, absolutely. So, uh-huh. Yeah, but, but yeah. If, if 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 a signed copy makes a difference to you or to your friend, we can make that's a that collector. Yeah. yeah, just contact us on the email, and and we'll put a couple in a box. And oh, that's so cool! Oh, Sweet, is, absolutely. Yep. That is amazing. That is beautiful. Yep. So to those that are going to be catching this episode uh, when we release it um, this weekend, thank you guys for crashing game night with us. You know. Um, it's always our pleasure to give you guys a little break from the mundane reality that we all have right now between COVID and, and everything else going on in the world. So hopefully we made you laugh and bring you back some good memories, especially tonight's talking about the X-Men animated series. So um, if you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe button on the platform you're listening to us on, watching us on uh, for to check out the profile for Julian and Eric that'll be available when we release the episode. Um, head on over to crashinggamenight.com. You'll see that under the contributors and guest section as well as the episode will be up there. Um, and as always, guys, um, please just be excellent to each other and stay frosty. That's right, everyone. Thank you guys so much once again for joining dream come true thank you my the child in me is 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 saying it is jumping for joy uh to all of the nerds out there thank you guys for joining um uh once again we want to send out that message that uh we want to support all of those who have been discriminated against who have been judged uh who have been you know hit with violence uh we would just want to tell you all that we support you. Uh, we want to uh, be there for you and like, let's all um, express more compassion and patience and, uh, you know, spread a little bit more love out there and a helping hand with a cherry on top. <laughs> thank you guys uh, again, Eric, Julia, thank you so much for all of your stories. You know, obviously uh, our childhood, um, <laughs> but and as always you guys are always welcome back on this couch anytime you know um but aside from that like i do want to give a shout out to not only the frontline workers but as well as the people in the hurricanes uh right now the hurricane in um please just be safe out there because it's it is still something that we 
should prepare for, we should yep. be ready for. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't damage too much, but again, please stay safe out there over in the, in the Gulf of Mexico over in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am so glad that you guys are on today because it's just like so yeah. many, <laughs> so many happy emotions right now happening. So, <laughs> but as always, as we like to kick things off at the end of the night, my man, my man, Theo, <laughs> please send us out. Eric, Julia, thank you so much for joining us. It was great seeing you guys again. And we, we hope to have you on again for 97 when it comes out. Oh, definitely. Yes, That'd be amazing. Yes. <laughs> and I really, and definitely love the behind the series and the, our behind the scenes stuff and the little Easter eggs. I love those. Those yeah. are so awesome. Just watched the, rewatched the X-Men intro and saw the, the, the card and everything. So, so good. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm totally going to do that too. Yeah. Totally just did that. But to our listeners and watchers, thank you for watching. Thanks for listening. Until next time, TTFN, ta-ta for now. Good night, everybody. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs>